Today's scripture is from the book of Colossians, chapter 1, verses 11 through 20. Hear these words of scripture. May you be made strong with all the strength that comes from his glorious power, and may you be prepared to endure everything with patience, while joyfully giving thanks to the Father, who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has rescued us from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Christ is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things in heaven and on earth were created, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions, or rule, rulers or powers. All things have been created through him and for him. He himself is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him God was pleased to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, by making peace through the blood of his cross. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Sue. Most of the time when I preach, I do sermon series where we talk about the same topic or the same book of the Bible for several weeks because it kind of helps us dig into to the different things. Michaela, I'm moving your microphone over here, so don't get confused, okay? That's a good place for it. So, <laughs> but today we're not doing... Um, this isn't part of a sermon series because today is a special day. It is Reign of Christ Sunday or Christ the King Sunday in our liturgical calendar. The liturgical calendar, if you're wondering, is the calendar of the Christian church that helps us, shows us when Advent is, when Lent and Easter and all of those special Sundays are. And so Christians around the world are celebrating these days at the same time wherever we are. And it's, it's very special in that. But each year on Reign of Christ Sunday, I like to pause and to clearly name the one we worship. As today's scripture says, the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Let's pray. O oh God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing to you. Enable us to be receptive to your message this morning and challenge us to live more fully for you than we ever have before. Through the power of your spirit, we pray. Amen. This past week, actually over the past several weeks, I have met with lots of different people for lots of different reasons. 
I met with pastor colleagues to brainstorm about new ministry potentials. I met with individuals to do pastoral care and to talk about baptism and to talk about hanging with the green, hanging of the greens or about the welcome team. I talked with individuals about pastoral care and I met the amazing staff and we did staff evaluations. And I met people at a robotics tournament and swim lessons. No matter where I was these past few weeks or who I was talking to, or what the original topic was for the conversation, in each and every moment, in each and every conversation, I heard the exhaustion, the hurt, the trepidation that people are feeling right now. Depression and anxiety over and over and over. Stupid cancer and stupid COVID that's just really annoying. Burnout, families being ripped apart by anger and resentment, scars of abuse, economic insecurity. It didn't matter where I was or who I was talking to, I could hear several of these themes. And so many times people would try to to throw out these easy fixes. Well, if so-and-so would just think positively, then they wouldn't be depressed anymore. Or if we had a Republican in the White House, things would be better. If we had Democrats that controlled the House and the Senate, things would really get going. If I could just make a list and stick to my list, I would be fine. (laughs) These are the things that people would say. These are the things that we say, or we at least think in our heads, in order to try to solve all of the world's problems, right? But we don't think about this one thing. We look to the government, we look to the self-help books and the podcasts and all those different things, to try to solve things, but, but we don't look to Jesus because Jesus, you know, Jesus is great and all, but he's just for the church problems, like the churchy ones, you know, or, or when we die, like that's what Jesus is for. But when we read, and I say that sarcastically, but we all kind of think that at least a little bit sometimes, like let's be honest, right? Are you guys just going to let me sit here and just stand here and think that I'm the only one, right? Okay. But in today's scripture, we remember the truth. We see the truth. I'm going to read portions of it, verses um, 15 to 20, from the message, a paraphrase of scripture. And it begins, we look at this sun, and we see the God who cannot be seen. We look at this sun, Christ, and see God's original purpose in everything created. For everything, absolutely everything, above and below, visible and invisible, rank after rank after rank of angels. Everything got started in him and finds its purpose in him. He was there before any of it came into being and holds it all together right up into this moment. And then it goes on to say, so spacious, so spacious is he, so expansive, 
that everything of God finds its proper place in him without crowding. Not only that, but all of the broken and dislocated pieces of the universe, people and things, animals and atoms get properly fixed and fit together in vibrant harmonies, all because of his death, his blood that was poured down from the cross. I'm going to read that line one more time. Not only that, but all the broken and dislocated pieces of the universe, the people and things, animals and atoms, get properly fixed and fit together in vibrant harmonies. Isn't that a beautiful reminder of who our Christ that we worship? We come on Sunday, we come to our our computer screen, our TV, we come to this place to worship this Christ. Now this letter, this, this book of Colossians, was a letter that was written by Paul long ago. Paul and we have babies talking in the back. I have to pause because, no, they're talking to each other. It's adorable. Like, that is, that is church. They're, they're now going to continue their conversation outside. <laughs> oh, that's so good. So this letter was originally writ- written by Paul and probably his, his student, Timothy, with his help. They wrote this letter to the Christians in Colossia after Paul heard about all of these cultural pressures that the people were experiencing. All of these these different religious groups were trying to tempt the Colossians away from exclusively following Jesus. They were telling them that their faith, they were telling the Christians their faith, their religious life, it was incomplete. That they needed to flesh it out by by worshiping angels or, or worshiping Jesus along with all of the other pagan gods. Or be circumcised because you're not really a true Christian unless you're circumcised like the Jewish. So Paul writes this letter to remind the Colossian Christians, you do not need to do any of these things. Christ is all you need. Jesus is sufficient. Jesus reigns supreme. And in these nine verses that Sue read for us, we see that Paul writes here, the word all, ten times. First, we see it in verse 11, when Paul prays that the Colossians will be able to endure all things through all of the strength that comes from Christ. That we can endure all of the things. Not just the easy things or the kind of hard things, but all of the things in our lives through the strength that comes from Christ. And who is this Christ that he's talking about? Well, he is the one whom all things are created, who is before all things, and in in whom all things hold together. Christ is the first of all things, of all the fullness of God dwells in him, and all things are reconciled to God through him. I get this this image of the mother hen. You know, in scripture, we have this image of God as a mother hen, and you see the mother hen holding out the, her, what are these called? Wings? Oh my gosh. Oh, 
I knew I wasn't awake this morning, but really? Yes, the mother hen holding out her wings, like kind of covering her brood, right? And is that the right word, brood? It, go with it. And the, the chicks, covering the chicks and holding everything together. Like that is God surrounding the world, the entire universe with these wings kind of cuddling us in, but not squished in, like, right? Because it says in here, there's room for everyone. And we can stand comfortably and be, and like those people who don't like to be hugged, they can stand and they don't have to be close to everybody else. But those people who like to cuddle up to each other, they can do that. You know, we're all together in this. We're not divided by all of the things that we try to divide ourselves with. But we are all together in this beautiful harmony in Christ. This all of Christ and Christ, when we are reminded, when we see this, we see that nothing is outside of Christ. Everything is in Christ. Christ was at the very beginning when all was created, when we each were created. And Christ is here now with us. There is no situation that we might face, that Christ isn't there. Christ is with us in the depression and in the anxiety. Christ is with us in the room with the cancer diagnosis and the chemo treatments. Christ is with us holding our relationships together when it feels like they are hanging on by a thread. Or to put it the way that Nijay Gupta says, Paul is in this scripture tenaciously emphatic that whatever the problem Christ is the solution. Even when it doesn't feel like it, Christ is there with us. And that is this element of faith. That even when it feels like we're all alone, we know that God is there. And we know that God will be there. And over and over and over again, this is what Paul tells the church of Colossians. And this is what we hear. This is what God tells us through this scripture. That Christ is in all. That all has been forgiven. There's nothing we can do to separate us from God's love. That is true and real. And all will be well, even if it's not right now. All will be well forever. And you know why? Because God chose to come down to earth, born as this little baby in a manger, to walk with us, to show us to be the visible God, to show us the way of love and truth and life. So as we celebrate this reign of Christ, recognizing who Christ is, we know that we have this visible sign coming, that we get to celebrate the love and the peace and the hope and the joy that is Christ, that is always with us. Isn't that good and beautiful news? Amen. I invite you to, as the band comes forward, to pray. Those who are joining us online, if you would like to share any prayers with us on 
the Facebook comments. You can also email or text us, and we can be um, preparing to pray together through, oh, it's not the band. I'm sorry. It's the choir. I got confused. You guys know what you're doing. I like that you listen to me sometimes. You listen to me, and then you don't, which is good. begins many of his letters, and he does so in Colossians too, um, with, I give thanks to God for you. I give thanks to God for you. And I give thanks to God for this congregation and the beautiful spirit that is in this place and the desire to show God's love to others. And we have several prayers that have come through. Um, Matt asked for prayers for his Aunt Lydia, who is suffering 
or no, I'm sorry, that's Kathy asked for prayers for um, her Aunt Lydia, who is suffering from cancer. And then um, Linda and Dana asked for prayers for our trans siblings on this day, Trans Day of Remembrance, um, and prayers for the LGBTQIA plus community in Colorado Springs as they mourn the loss of lives to gun violence last night. And then also prayers for safe travels for family who are traveling um, to come into town for this week or everybody for traveling mercies as they travel to celebrate this, um, this week, this day of Thanksgiving. And Lisa asked for prayers for her sister Luann who is battling scoliosis of the back. And then prayers for the Adino family as they mourn the sudden loss of their father, Dominic. Um, prayers for their 11th, 10th, 7th, and 4th graders. Susan asks for prayers for her cousin, Deva, David, who is diagnosed with lymphoma. And Shelly asks for prayers for Lila, who is in the ICU with Crohn's as well as prayers for Ford, who is in the final stages of MS, and for his wife, Gretchen. And Al and Barb ask prayers for Darlene to adjust to her new living situation, and for Roger and Joyce, prayers for emotional and physical support. And with those prayers, we know that God answers us and hears us. So let us go to our Lord in prayer. Almighty God, from the beginning of time to the end of eternity, you have chosen to use your power and majesty to love us, to redeem us, and to shape us as your people. O oh God, you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and you became weak so that you could confront the strength of sin and death, confounding their ridicule with your resurrection. Spirit of God that is resting upon us, may your power inflame us with your peace. May your peace touch us with your grace. May your grace fill us with your hope. And may your hope lead us into your kingdom. God and community, holy in one, may your word be on our lips as we pray together the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. For our action steps today, I want to begin with a special announcement from our Staff Parish Relations Committee. Pastor Barbara, who has been our pastor of visitation for the past seven years, will conclude her ministry with us at the end of December this year. Pastor Barbara has been dedicated to visiting and caring for those 
who have been unable to be part of our in-person faith community due to illness or being homebound, as well as those who have been um, unable to be part because they have suffered a loss. Her kind heart and her compassion and her faith have been continuously evident to those that she visited, and she will be missed by this community. And I encourage you that if you've been touched by Pastor Barbara and her ministry, then please write a card to Pastor Barbara or send her um, a card with a love offering in it, or you can do so through our church office as well. And we will also honor Pastor Barbara with, at the United Women in Faith luncheon that is on December 1st. Everyone is invited, and you're welcome to come and say thank you to Pastor Barbara in person, as well as celebrate with the United Women in Faith. And United Women in Faith used to be UMW, United Methodist. I, I can't do all of the, the letters and the words today. Yeah, UWF used to be UMW, okay? Just come on the first to lunch. That's all you need to know. Uh, and as we do move into a more congregational-based visitation ministry, um, Pastor Barbara leaves us with a great blueprint of, of how to do that and continue that ministry. And so I invite you that if you would like to help out with that, visit people, then please connect with me, let me know, and, and I can help you connect with that. And then as we move into our Advent and our Christmas seasons, we have lots of opportunities to joyfully gather as a church community. Today, we like right now, after I stop saying all of the words, we're going to go downstairs and we're going to have lunch together and then we're going to decorate our church home together for Christmas. And so I invite you to stay for that. It'll be a lot of fun and it's for all ages together. And then um, on November 30th at 7 o'clock, we will have our Advent Dinner Church that will be down in Fellowship Hall. So we'll read scripture, we'll sing, we'll talk with one another about the scripture and about preparing ourselves for Advent. And we will also eat a variety of soups that will be provided by the church staff. And then this week, we will put together our good work and have a good work Good Word Assembly Day uh, at 10 o'clock on Wednesday in the parlor. And that is really just a quick and easy way to help us get the word out. Get it? Good word. Get the word out. Um, come on, guys. Thank you. <laughs> to get the word out for everything that's going on at BUMC. And you can also check out BUMC links and social media and all the different places to um, get connected, and we would love to connect everyone as much as possible. So with that, let us receive the benediction so that we might go and do God's good work. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. Amen.
Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week.